Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. to hour two on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Interesting show so far. I wouldn't say kind of sad because Nebraska lost to Creighton. We'll take more of your thoughts and calls at 402-464-5685. You can always watch the show on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. The show is sponsored by Gaina. Trucking shot to current job openings at gainatrucking.com. Nebraska basketball loses last night. Before we get to Mike, yeah. Mike, just hold yeah, on, on one second. second. Mike. There's a. I want to make. I want to make something clear to the listeners. I'm not. Nor are you. We're not picking on Alonzo Verge. Um, when we have this discussion about Alonzo Verge, two things. Two things. I mean, it's the coach's job to put players in positions to succeed. He hasn't played point guard um, in his previous college life at ASU or JUCO, and now he's being asked to play. Uh, a, he's asked to be to be the quarterback. Mm. And it's going to take a little time, I think it looks like, to get get settled into that role. Um, now, there's an interesting conversation to be had, and we can have it at a later date. People say you can't criticize college kids. Well, a guy like Verge is probably 23 years old. I mean, he's older than a lot of NBA players. I mean, just think about it. Yes, right. True. So, yes. I mean, you, you don't want to go too soft on people, you know. Um, Mike. Let's get a call from Mike on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Mike, you're on early break. Go ahead. Morning, guys. Hey, you know, a couple thoughts here. One is I get so tired of sports, of people saying, well, the team is deficient in this area. They don't have a decent quarterback or a point guard. Hey, okay. Okay. you know, you're the guy who recruits them. You're the guy who trains them. I don't want to hear in year three you're, you're deficient in this area. And, and, Steve, you're 100% right. I mean, it's three games and anything could happen. But what tends is, a, you know, I mean, I've had season tickets a long, long time. Okay. I even go to some away games like I'm going to Atlanta to watch them play Auburn. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're not doing the little things right. And so it, when does the, the light come on? In a couple of cases in point, they, they are fighting harder for rebounds, but they don't ever box out. I was so perplexed by that. I asked a couple high school coaches I know okay. that were there. I said, "What? What am I missing here? They they don't box out. Why is that?" They said, "I have no idea." There were times there would be three Huskers around the rim on defense, and the ball would go up, and they fought for it. But a Creighton guy knife between three guys and get the ball. Nobody puts a body on a body. Well, if you're not doing it now, why suddenly is the light going to come on? Or it, it seems to me like, and, and last night was a case in point, I, I I don't know what we're doing on defense at times. And, and I don't want to, you know, overstate anything at all. I, I, you know, 
But mm-hmm. so the ball's on the offside, and Creighton passes the ball really well. So yeah, they, they, they swing it over from the left side to the right side. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy guarding the guy who has the ball is kind of sagged off. So he runs out quick to get on the guy. The guy just dribbles right by him. He's going one way. The guy at the twelve goes the other way. And they just kept getting in the lane, it seemed like, almost at will. So that's why they were shooting so many more, so many more foul shots than we were. They were just getting to the lane at will a lot of the time. Not all the time, but, but alarmingly a large amount of time. And that's, so I don't know, are we suddenly going to get better at that stuff? I, I don't know. I mean, that's a little thing. You can't correct your deficiencies of height or whatever. But when, you, when you're just not playing basic basketball, how does the light just come on all at once? Thanks a lot. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, so, gosh, I, I love hearing. Now, Jake, I'll tell you this. I love hearing from people like Mike who have been longtime season ticket holders. Mike's watched a lot of basketball here. He knows what good basketball looks like. He's seen it at Nebraska. Um, and I've seen it at Nebraska. And you can still see it this year. It's not – come on. I mean, so we're three games in. But – when you project forward to the Big Ten, which I, which I say I always do, I'm projecting, watching that game and thinking, okay, what's this kind of team look like? What's this Nebraska team going to look like once it settles into Big Ten play against Michigan and Indiana and Michigan State, the tough Big Ten teams? What's that picture going to look like? So Fred's got a lot of work to do right now. Fred, Fred, I bet, is not getting a lot of sleep right now because he's got to get them pointed in the right direction quickly. Right, I, I see a team that struggles to get high percentage shots. Yeah. Like, I even said this earlier. When, when Nebraska made their run in the first half, when they're down by 19, they cut it to four points at halftime. They hit a lot of really tough shots, low percentage shots that went in. Threes that were contested, threes that you know were, you were kind of deep at times too. They, that run they made was impressive, but it wasn't sustainable. And it was proven the second half. You know, they they kept it tight. They, just, they never you know went on a big run though because they kept missing some of those shots because they were making a ton of them in the first half to get back in the game. Yeah, I mean Nebraska didn't shoot it poorly in the well, not from three point range. You're they were only Nebraska was twenty six of seventy from the field. But look at their second that's half. three pointers though. That's thirty seven percent. Like they they made all those threes to get back in the game. In the second half, they're two for eleven yeah. on threes. Yeah. Because it wasn't sustainable. They made they made so many tough threes in the first half. And they tried to get it going to start the second half. And you saw, like I think, two airballed threes, which was not a good look by Nebraska. And then they got back down to one point at one point, you know, one part of the game, and they never got over the hump to take the lead and get the crowd really involved into it again. But, I, again, I'll say that. I said in the first hour, I'll say it again. Creighton has a purpose and a mission on offense. They have a plan. And they don't always do it, but they – they mostly do what they're going to do, and they get easy shots, and sometimes they miss them. But they get about, they get open looks, and Nebraska just doesn't have many open looks how because many, of the way the many, offense is ran. How many big – what you just said about Creighton's offense, how many Big Ten teams are you going to see that against? They all move the ball well. Not Michigan all of them, State, but most Michigan do. State has a very – purposeful attack yes you know what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna push the ball up out of off of missed shots and made shots they're, they're gonna recruit a point guard that puts pressure on you and they put pressure on you all the time right you know what that's gonna look like I mean you know what I was gonna look Absolutely. like way different than Michigan Absolutely. State but you know what it's gonna they have look a plan like. yeah Pur- purpose right I mean you 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 know what Michigan's going to look like. They're going to play through their bigs a lot of the time, right? They're going to play through Hunter Dickinson. Why wouldn't you? Right. 
Um, Purdue, same way. Yep, yep. Um, but I'm telling you, Purdue's got that guard ivy. Well, Purdue, yeah, Purdue is well balanced. Yeah. They got real bigs and they've got guards. Real and Nebraska balanced. right now doesn't have a big you can rely on. Derek Walker again, o for in a, in a big game, o for two, 19 minutes, five rebounds, nothing really else there. Okay. Eduardo Andre played 13 minutes, one for five, shooting two of two on free throws, four points, three boards. I mean, your your bigs had a combined nine rebounds. Couple last things, night. Uh, Greg's listening. Um, I thought that the difference of that game was point guard play, in my opinion. And Ryan Nemhard ran the show well for Creighton. Now, Greg chimes in. Greg, obviously, our Greg, mm-hmm. uh, our devoted listener, Greg, knows college basketball at a high level. He points out that Nemhard, Nebhard ran the show, Nemhard ran the show for a high school national championship team in Montverde Academy. Okay. Uh, and the Canadian national team in the F in the FIBA World Cup plays like a smart veteran. So you got a guy who has played the position at a very high level and, and has won versus a guy who's learning the position. <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. That's your difference in the game last night. Right. One of the three keys that was pointed out to me going into the game in in that in this game was point guard play, and it swung Creighton's way fast. One other key was transition defense. Fort Nebraska playing transition defense. They have to get back. They have to get organized in transition. What happened? The game was decided early because Creighton was get it, getting what it wanted in transition. Those were huge factors. Okay, as far as headaches go for Fred, I think number one, he's got to solve the point guard issue quick. That's what is, I think is, it, is number one. Is it one. solvable, though? Well, I, I, yes, I think it is. Trey McGowan's is out for several weeks. That would be your that would be your backup plan, number one backup plan behind Verge. You got to make it work with Verge. Some people are going to try to tell you Kobe Webster, but Kobe Webster is a two guard. Now they're going to say, well, yeah, but he played at Western Illinois. Playing point guard in the Summit League is a lot different than playing point guard in the Big Ten. Way different. And some people will say Wiltress. I don't know if that's no, he's he, not a he's point not guard. A point, yeah, he's not I a point agree. guard. I don't see him being a good point no, guard. The second. The second option is not an option right now because of the heartbreaking injury to Trey McGowan's. He's got to make it work with Verge. They can. I think they can. Um, but, but why do you think that? Well, they got to coach optimistic. him up. They got to coach him up. I mean, they got to coach him up. Okay. That's number one headache, in my opinion. Is that the number one headache to you? Yeah, it is. But that's not. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. 
Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a US licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Before it ends though, no, number, it's a headache. There's more than that. Though. I would say the number two headache with the Big Ten in mind is you got to get more from your bigs. In that league, in a big man league, which Jake, I'm telling you, the Big Ten's a big man league, okay? You got to get more from those guys. I, I think they have to early on in the game. You'll get Derek Walker involved. I, I just I don't I don't think gets disinterested or what you know. I, it just doesn't. He's not really a part of the offense. Well, if you watch them down the court, when is Derek Walker ever really involved in the offense? He's not setting screens. Well, you got to keep. He's in not mind. getting the ball sent to him. Yeah, keep in mind he's limited by the fact he's six eight and he's playing a seven foot player. Okay, and that's going to happen a lot. He's a big, but he's not real big, and he's a below the rim player, Jake. Derek Walker's a below-the-rim player, all right? Now, he's going up against a seven-footer last night that I, I like. I like Hulk Brenner, too. Yeah. He's going to be a good player. Yeah. He is a good pretty player. Good he's going right to be now. good. Yeah, and he's and he's a good basket, pretty good pretty good basket defender. You see what Creighton does, Jake. They keep him at the basket. He had three blocks they'll last run night. Those, they'll run those guys off the three-point line, make them drive, and then you got a seven-footer waiting for him. Have fun. If he doesn't block it, he alters his shot. That's right. And he he, he did, did a lot of shot altering last night. Yeah, he did a lot of shot altering last night. Okay, so number two headache. Wait, one foul too. Number two headache. I would say is you got to get more big production, big product from your. Bigs. I, I don't know if that just happens though. Number three problem in my my opinion is an intangible. I don't think they got great chemistry. I don't think it's that a might team. be number one. That is, that, is that part of your point guard situation? Part there? of it, yeah, it goes hand like in chemistry, hand. Chemistry, well, if you have a great point guard like Creighton and already looks like they're going to have a great one for the next couple of years in Nemhard, they got good chemistry. They had 16 turnovers. They got sloppy at yeah, times, they but, they, but at times. they have overall good chemistry. They had a purpose. You identified it in the early stages of the show, Jake. You don't have to be Hubie Brown to note that Creighton was much more organized and purposeful in what they're doing offensively, right? I mean, me, we're, it's amateur hour for us, and we we could see it, right? Yes. They what did we talk about? Creighton moved the ball; it looked very defined. They have a general, they have a point guard general who stabilizes their offense and controls the flow really well. Nebraska doesn't have that. And when they're in their half court, it doesn't. You don't really see as much purpose. At times, you do, right? But not at, enough. At, at times, and yeah. I just again, I don't. Some Nebraska's discipline offensively, I think, is poor. A lot <laughs> shot selection is poor. Uh-huh. Like I, I, there are several times, you know, Fred Hoiberg has has made it a point. He does not want the mid range jumper, right? He wants right. three pointers or getting to the hoop, and they shot a lot of mid range jumpers. Mid range, that's a, a, a lot, lot of contested mid range, a lot yeah. of mid range jumpers. Which is Hoiberg said, I don't want those okay. shots. Okay, and I'm not going to count this as a headache, but we haven't talked about it. Uh, we haven't talked about Bryce McGowan's, who was averaging what was he averaging going in twenty seven, twenty seven points. Yep. He had 25 and 29 his first two games. Okay. Now, that this is this is a, something we, we have to talk about. Okay. Average in 27 going in. Last night, three for 10. Now, 
he's going to have to, I mean, again, I think about the Big Ten. Creighton is a, you know, Power Five conference team and a legitimate one, right? Power League. Mm-hmm. They're not going to finish real high in the in that in that Big East. They're not. They'll be good. They'll middle be middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. But which this, might be a tournament. This Never is know. what I wonder what it's going to look. This is the the sort of game that makes me wonder what it's going to look like for Bryce McGowan's in the Big Ten. I don't care what he looks like against Southern. I don't really care what he looks like in the exhibition season. I care what he. I don't even care if it's Colorado, which by the way is probably a tenth to twelfth place team in the Pac-12. What. I was really interested in what he'd look like last night. And there were – he got them going. He, you got to give him credit for getting that, that early – that first-half spurt going. He keyed it with those back-to-back dunks. Yes. Cut to the basket well twice, got dunks. And then they got going. He's pretty quiet after that. That was it. That was it, though. Yeah, one, other, it. one other basket. And they, they ran him off the three-point line – made him drive, and Creighton has enough size inside that he wasn't getting free lanes to the basket. And you have a seven-footer waiting for him. Yep. I and saw- he's not particularly strong, and he's going to get bodied in the Big Ten. I'm telling you. I've watched this stuff for years, Jake. He's gonna, they're going to body him up hard. Well, he's going to have a lot of growing pains. He's a talented he's player. Good. He's going to have a lot God, of growing pains. He's yeah, good. He's smooth. Oh, he's good. Those those cuts you mentioned in the dunks, that was that was good looking basketball. Oh, he, good and, moves by him. And he looks good driving to the basket. He does. He does. But just only at six points last night. I saw a text earlier from a Creighton fan who was listening and uh, said Nebraska Nebraska's basketball looks like it's on a playground. You know, they they have a bunch of iso ball. It's NBA basketball where, where Creighton plays a team-oriented style. And that's why, you know, it's, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I say, I've said this before in these covering this Creighton-Nebraska series since McDermott taken over. McDermott has a very defined style. It's really defined. You know you know what you're getting. They're going to run it. They're, gonna, they're, they're going in transition. They're going to they're gonna pull up. And shoot three pointers, and that that corner three's big for them. How many times do you see them shoot corner threes? That's what that's a staple. That's a Creighton staple, the corner three, the shot early, the three pointer early in the shot clock, step up three, staple. And then when they settle into their offense, it's a good offense. Ball, there's a lot of ball movement. And I don't know. We're now at this point. We're just repeating ourselves. We should look forward. Here's the issue that we haven't talked about. Okay, people keep now I keep saying it's early, just calm down. The one thing that you could say, Jake, is yeah, it's early, but December will be here before we know it. And here's the December schedule. Okay, this is my concern in a big picture sense. I didn't expect Nebraska to be one and two. I don't think anybody did. Right. Maybe two and one, but one and one and two no. Right now, if you're Fred, one of the things that's going through your mind is man, guys. We got to get some no. We got to get some momentum going into December. Okay, we have five, four games to do it: Idaho State, Southern, Tennessee State, and South Dakota. Because what happens on December first? NC State. Yeah, you go. To, you go to NC State. Then, then you go to Indiana. You start. You know, you play that weird Big Ten schedule where you play two early games. A- Indiana and Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by Auburn, by the way. On the road, Auburn, then Kansas State. Oh, 
Jake. And then Kennesaw State, he almost beat Creighton. <laughs> you know, don't forget that. that. That's that, right. Kennesaw State's on your schedule. They they lost to Creighton by seven. December is a make-or-break month is what I thought. But what the, the issue that we're seeing is here is it's looking like November could be a make-or-break month. It was not supposed to be like this. No. You're supposed to build momentum into December. And then December was going to be rough. If they lose any of the next four games, which, again, I'm telling you, South Dakota is going to be a problem. And it sounds weird. It's like, come on, Jake. No, they're going to be a problem. If I don't they, know anything if, about South Dakota. They're, they're a quality team. Quality. You know, South Dakota State, you know, they sneak up on you. They, they can beat you. Okay. Same, South Dakota can do the same thing. But <laughs> if you don't go 4-0 this stretch, Southern, Idaho State, Tennessee, Tennessee State, State, and South Dakota – It's going to be real bad. Well, December will be the... Like they, they need... I mean, they, they should have been 7-0. They should have been 6-1 or something like that. And if they need to get to 5-2, and two, have do to. You, do you, I hope people understand that that's... When we say these are critical losses, we say it in that context. Okay? Because you had to... You, you needed momentum early. Yep. And Creighton was gettable. Creighton was gettable. Gettable. Nebraska loses last night again, 77-69 to Creighton. Creighton now 3-0 in the season. Nebraska 1-2. Creighton has won 10 of the last 11 games against the Nebraska Cornhuskers men's basketball team. I don't know what to say about that. Well, I do. Before we get to break, you know, Nebraska needs a win. We've seen a lot of losing here in this program. If you need a win yourself this holiday. I, I got, do. Yeah, you need a win, Sip? Yes. I, I got a good, what do you I, I got a good idea for you. Magical Lights of Seward is a great time for you. It's Black Friday through December 20th. It's in Seward. 20 bucks per car. It's a 20-minute show, a half-mile loop with all sorts of great Christmas music. It's the best show in the state. Not just here, but in the state. In the state, right That's in our right. neighborhood. Right in our neighborhood. So if you want to have a chance to win a free pass to that, complimentary of us at the ticket, caller 7 right now, 402-464-5685 will win. A free pass to the Magical Lights of Seward. You just got to schedule it sometime online with the ticket you get here. You can bring, you can pick it up here at the station. But that's Black Friday through December 20th. You got to schedule a time. But again, we're giving away a free pass. Caller seven right now. If you don't win, it's just twenty bucks. Go to MagicalLightsOfSeward.com/slash/ticket to buy yours today. Okay. Get your win this holiday. That sounds great. Yes, it does. When we come back, we'll talk to your colleague, the Journal Stars, Parker Gabriel. Next. On early break on the ticket.